The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to Worlds Collide, the wrestling art podcast for wrestling fans by wrestling fans. Featuring Tony Bella from WrestlingTradingCards.com. This is like a, a stock market. Like- and Zan Morning from Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer. I'm just posing the question. Join them as they navigate the world of wrestling cards, helping you build a bigger, better collection, and making some money along the way. What's up, wrestling fans? Back again for another week of Worlds Collide. And Tony, kids are priced out of the hobby. They can't uh, can't I find don't... stuff at retail. They can't find stuff at flea markets. What do we What's... do? I don't know, man. I just it's just uh, it's a grown man's world now. What, what, what can we do? I mean, forget of course, it. I was being a little sarcastic, but today <laughs> we are going to talk about kids and the wrestling card hobby and how do we help them? How do we get them into it? How do we explain kind of the importance? A lot of stuff to cover. I know it's a big topic, more so in sports cards. We're like, we're doing this for the kids, and then the next thing you know, Tops comes out and puts out Top Series One Baseball, prints it to the moon. Now all the adults are saying, oh, it's the junk wax era all over again. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you guys you are. You can't please everybody. No. Man. So, like, you know, what is it? Do you, do you, you know, the excuse always used to be it's for the kids. And I, I don't know if that's where you got the idea to do this today, but I think that's a good place to start. Like, people say the hobby's for the kids. And I'm like, okay, well, what can we do as who adults? These, first off, who are these people who say the hobby is for the kids? Because. I, I'm sorry. I'm a lot of the call. traditional gatekeeper style people no. say that. Yeah. Well, yeah, because that those traditional gatekeeper style type people are still living in 1980. <laughs> this is true too. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't exist anymore. We know that. I mean, hell, kids today can still go out and afford to buy a pack of Pokemon for you know 12, 15 bucks a pack. I see kids walking around at shows that have hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of cards in their cases. This, this is very true too. I mean, how much of that is mom and dad buying it for them and how much is them from their paper routes? I have no idea. It's probably a combination of both, but I also see that, um, uh, sorry if I'm stepping on toes, but some of these 10 year olds are better at wheeling and dealing and negotiating than some of you wrestling card collectors. That is so true. Like I'm afraid of some of these 10 year olds. Me too. <laughs> so one thing I think that's mentioned and, Again, it could be sports cards because people are like, what are kids going to care about in 10 years or 15 years or 40 years when they're adults with a disposable income? How do we get kids into the hobby? How do we make kids kind of understand what we do, how it's fun, especially in 2022 as recording this, where there's so many different avenues of entertainment. Hypothetically, if you have an internet connection and a smartphone or a tablet, like the world is yours as far as free entertainment. So to try to convince kids in 2022 that, hey, these pieces of cardboard are cool and collecting is cool. And kind of this, I think society has changed a little bit from the materialistic that we were like in the 80s with the exposable income and then through the 90s with all the propaganda of like toys and, you know, uh, video games and all these fun, awesome things. 
I think society's changed a little bit as far as that goes. Um, what do you think as far as anything I just said and what can we do to get kids into the hobby and like have them understand how cool these pieces of cardboard really are and the connections that we make with them? Well, you know, to the manufacturer's credit, it's not like for a lack of trying because some uh, tops put out some things years ago that was very sticker based pop out little standout figure type things on trading cards, puzzles, animated type things of like, you know, CM Punk's and Undertaker kind of things uh, that I don't think really went over very well. I don't know. I mean, I, I get that the price point was probably cheaper for that kind of thing, but that's not really the kind of kids I think I'd be targeting. I think I'd be targeting more of those who are, you know, probably that teenage years or even like the preteen years that pre are actually out mm -hmm. there you know that are mysterio fans like that I, I i guess it they've always kind of gone and towards kids where they're saying like well they're kids let's give them kitty things yes well, you don't and have that's, to, you don't that's have, the problem that's the problem you don't have to give them kitty things don't give them little like oh you can build and pop out you don't think it'd be little stand-ups of your cards like that no i want my trading cards well we have stickers of, i want my trading cards you know um no one says you have to put in a, a, a one-on-one refractor, super atomic from the sun, moon, right. galaxy card, you know, thing in there. You, you can, you don't have to put that kind of our autographs in there. You don't, you don't have to do that really necessarily. Um, but you can put some, just a regular base card set and just have it kind of fun. Maybe you might want to go and do some throwback and throw something new where the backs maybe make a puzzle or something like that. I don't know. That makes a bigger card, you know? Right. But I, I think that whoever handles the marketing departments for some of these big companies like that just don't seem to get what kids are into. I think if you design something at a low level that doesn't have to have memorabilia, super fractors, you know, one, you know, one of ones, autographs, you know, if you can sprinkle in something like that for a low price point of like, you know, 40, 50, 60 bucks a box, you might be onto something there that way. You can get some kids yeah. that are probably collecting then. But at the same token, you look at Upper Deck and doing their AEW stuff, you're getting great value in retail stuff for only 20 bucks. Yep. That's, I think that's pretty, but then you have all these guys going out there and they're buying up all this stuff and kids are like, oh, there's never anything at Walmart. There's never anything at Target. I can't buy it because it's all gone. You guys buy it all. I, I'm trust me. I'm all for putting limits on stuff like that. I don't think you should have someone come in there and go, Oh, I, I got lucky. They just freshly stocked all the ADMs. I took all 20 boxes. I, I don't think it's really right for anybody else. That's that's part of the hoarding mentality of people like trying to flip. People like, I don't want to give away my stuff. You're not getting new people into the hobby. Right. Uh, so I think that, you know, maybe going at kids and give them that kind of price point there, there's ways for them to get in. I, I'm going way off. Just what do you got? What are your thoughts, man? I, I can go forever on this. I think probably one thing that I kind of struggle with seeing is under, and, and this is even like, you know, people that are not quite kids, but maybe like, I don't know. I'm just kind of spitballing here. Like maybe the high school to young adults, like in their early twenties, that's some of them don't even understand the importance of cardboard it seems like if they're a wrestling fan, they go after video games. They like to go after, to go to the live events and buy the t-shirt and buy whatever it is that, you know, they, they associate there that they sell. You're, the you're talking about age group. You're talking an age group though. That's like, you know, 
end of their high school year, beginning of college right. years. But I'm when saying most of us, most of us during that time frame, we disconnected from wrestling. We disconnected. I don't care what era you grew up in. You disconnected because you were now living a world that was different. Like I didn't have to grow up. I didn't have to watch wrestling in my early 20s because I was experiencing new things in life. I was in college. I was having my first career or jobs like that. I was doing my, you know, he said, I didn't have time to watch wrestling. I wasn't interested. So therefore I'm not collecting. Why would I collect if I'm not following the product? Let me back up then. I guess we can bounce this off of one another. When, when you start collecting, when you were a kid, no matter if it was like real small, uh, preteen, whatever it is, like what was, what was the draw for you to collect pieces of cardboard? I grew up that way. I mean, baseball cards were introduced to me at a very young age, you know, probably one of my earliest memories ever of, you know, five, six years old, maybe uh, of just getting baseball cards and going through my, you know, eight, nine, 10, 11 years old, 12 years old. And like I've told the story before, having like a shoe box with card mm-hmm. construction paper cut out and putting all my teams in alphabetical order by, by, by name. So, right. So what that right there, that, the act of doing that, like what was sure. the draw as a kid for you to understand the importance of organization and associating those with what you're watching, I guess. I was drawn to it. I thought it was kind of a cool thing. Like I, I, I'd sit back and I watch a baseball game and I have my, my cards there. So they were, I felt that if I organized them in a certain way, that it was a great way to kind of get like a snapshot of someone that I'm watching now on TV going, Hey, that's Thurman Munson. I have his card Yankees. Oh, he's a catcher. He hit 26 home runs last year. I was able to go and kind of connect that way. I was yep. able for me to connect. I felt closer to that baseball play. Like they're playing all the way in New York against the angels, but I still feel like I'm kind of there because I have his card. And I, like, I see him like that's, that's him. That's like, I got a piece of something that belongs, you know, it's kind of a him, you know, right. that's kind of how I felt with wrestling. When I got into wrestling in the eighties, you know, card collecting wise, I was wrestling even younger than that as far as growing up with it. But, um, you know, I, I just like, I got a piece of Hulk Hogan. Like it's a trading card of him. He's got the title. It's kind of cool. Like I see him on Saturdays. I see him on TV, you know, I watch it, you know, and uh, it's it just, it was a way I connected that way. And I think there's, there's a connect with kids today who do watch wrestling. Like a case in point, my wife and I took, um, uh, we took a, a, a family friend's uh, son who was 10 at the time, uh, a, couple, a few years ago. So 2019, 18, 19, 19, 2019, we took, um, I took our friend because he, was, he just got into wrestling, was watching on TV, was a fan of it, loved the Bella Twins, da-da-da, because of you know, the whole Bella, uh, the, the, their, their the show. TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he got, into re- he got into wrestling because of the Bella Twins stuff. He just thought they were hot as a 10 year old and then got, and then became like, oh, the wrestlers and started watching wrestling. Uh, and so at the time, you know, uh, my client, Kurt Angle was still, he was employed with at the time. He hooked up with tickets. We went to the show. Uh, that was the, the night that uh, uh, Brock Lesnar beat the crap out of Dominic. You know? Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, and so, uh, you know, we're just sitting there and we're having a good time. And uh, all of a sudden I get the WWE official comes over and goes, are you Tony Villa? Uh, yeah, it's like, come with me. Like, what do we, what do, we do? What do we do? You know? <laughs> and all of a sudden, he takes us backstage. We go backstage. We meet Kurt. You know, he gets to meet Kurt in the green in the in the catering area. You know, Randy Orton comes in, says hello. Ric Flair comes up, says hello. All these guys come. And as a kid, his name is Diego. Uh, 
he's having the time of his life. He's just like, this is awesome. We're like in the catering area, we get to eat on Vince's dime. We're drinking on drinks on Vince's dime. <laughs> uh, not it's too awesome. many people yeah. can say that. It's like, it's like you're sitting there. It's like having a great time. And like, you know, my wife and Kurt are having a conversation. There's, you know, a hurricane who I worked with before in the past. And I go, what are you doing here? And I go, I don't fucking know. <laughs> it's like, it's just, it was just, you know, it, it was just a surreal moment for, for as a kid, you know, he's like, he's taking it all in. He's a fan. That's the kid who's like, into it watching all this stuff like that being immersed it's like that following characters liking things those are the kind of kids that could potentially become card collectors down the road because it's a simple easy way to you know uh, uh be involved and and kind of connect with the product and say i've got my ray mysterio card i've got my my uh, uh you know carmella card or whatever you're into at the time you know whoever my Dolph ziggler card or in your case the miz whatever the miz, of know, course uh, yeah uh, whatever it is that you got it's like that you have something that you can connect with the character on tv and it doesn't have to be stickers don't 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 uh dumb down don't insult you know the kids are so smart today i got a three-year-old yeah. son who and probably about two years like that so he's already probably smarter than i am <laughs> uh, I mean, so it's just, uh, you know, don't insult uh, your, your audience. And I think that the major manufacturers can make cards geared towards kids. It doesn't have to be, hey, here's your sticker. Here's your pop up. Here's your little, you know, it doesn't have to be stupid. Like kids aren't that way anymore. Kids are smart. Kids want to feel like they're adults without being adults. And I think you can feed that into them by giving them a product that is, something that me as a parent, because I'm a parent that can go into and be with my kid and open a box and not break my bank, open a box. And if my kid who's only five or six or seven or eight years old wants to bend his cards and put them in the spokes, I don't care. It didn't cost me a lot. It's just him. He's connecting with the talent. He's connecting with the product. There's just so much potential that's there. And I, I, I don't know why manufacturers aren't out there uh, considering their future you know in in cards you know it's there's more than just us 30 40 50 year old guys out there who may want might want to you know buy cards in 20 years from now yeah i pretty much connect with you on all levels when i started it was just what you said it was and, and it was you know i had baseball cards growing up and i i was like I, eh, kind of interested i was a huge basketball fan in the, in the mid to like early to mid 90s when i was a kid Shaq came along and that was it and then Dennis Rodman came along and I was like, oh my gosh, these guys, and you know, down the road, they, I found out they're wrestling. That was just like mind blowing, but <laughs> bonus. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, I, I connected with them. I was like, I want all the, like, those are, those are my guys. And still to this day, I have a lot of their cards and those are my collecting. I, I connect with them. But then I also started learning, like, like you said, I would be watching NBA on TNT random, you know, Friday night or whatever. And I would say, oh, the Atlanta Hawks. Um, I've got, I've got the card from the, you know, and I'm like, you know, probably 10 years old or something. And I, I did and, exactly and at the time you weren't caring about value. You weren't nope. caring about rookie cards. Nope. You weren't caring. You just wanted them because you connected with them. Yep. Especially the ones I didn't have. Cause that's where I've carried that kind of super collector mentality into what I'm doing with carrying across is going after all that stuff. The other thing that really got me into cards is around that time, other people were doing it, start trading. The next thing I know, people see us trading. They want to start their own collection. They want to start trading with us. And then the people next thing attract I attract more people. Yep. And, and that, that was it for me. That was where I understood how cool cards were. And 
I always had a Beckett, but here's the thing. I didn't look at the Beckett for, okay, this is worth a dollar. I'm going to sell it for a dollar. It was like, okay, if this is worth a dollar and this person's got, you know, five 20 cent cards, that would be an even trade. It was always trading. Like that would be an even trade. And that taught me a lot about negotiating and trading in second and third grade. So that that's what drew me. But then I go back and I put myself at that same age now. And I'm like, well, everybody's got a smartphone, got video games are free essentially on anything. Um, you know, how, how would I, if I was that age now, would I still be connecting with it? And I think that's kind of, in my opinion, that's kind of the conundrum we're in is uh, where, where do we get with all the noise, all the different ways you can be entertained. If they're a wrestling fan and they're gravitated to the figures or the t-shirts or the video games, especially video games, how do we get them to understand how important these cardboards are and the connection that all of us that have been doing it for a while can make with it? And I, th- I think, you know, marketing, like you said, but I think people can market all day long and still people just don't get it. Like, I don't know about you. I can show people that even my age that grew up collecting with me that are like, um, I wouldn't say friends, but just kind of um, people you run into occasionally that you've known for a while and you could talk about, hey, I really like this card. And like, oh yeah, I remember Hulk Hogan, blah, blah, blah. I used to watch him or I remember The Rock. Like, yeah. And this card's like a couple thousand dollars now. And they're just like, eh, okay. Well, I got this new truck over here. You want to come to, you know, I mean, like it's still hard for some people that we talk to. So I'm just constantly trying to figure that out. I love your idea about, you know, having that base product for kids and adults alike. I mean, we've got, well, I think it's a great entry form for them because yeah. I, 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 I don't get the questions that you get. I get, I got question. I did get a question that I answered on one of my WTC shorts where someone had asked, Hey, you know, I have a 10 year old that is now interested in, in, in cards and I'm getting back into cards. And I think it's a great way for me to teach them about economics about how to you know, networking, all, all the different facets that he had that he thought would be beneficial about mm-hmm. doing cards. And he wanted to know about things like, you know, where should I go to get like some cheap lots and do this and do that. So I, and, uh, you know, I tried to help him as much as I could on the episode uh, and privately as well. So I, I think it's, there's a lot of people out there who are my age or, you know, even younger, whatever like that, that, are, that have kids that maybe are watching wrestling, that that's something that'd be a good connect between the parent and the child. Agreed. That parent, that parent can go and teach their child, if they're a card collector, the importance of, you know, uh, you know certain kinds of cards. And, and if, if they're into it for like the, the monetary type aspects like that. Yeah, but at the same time, just sharing something with their with their kid, you know, whether it be their own kid or a niece or nephews like that, just getting into it and just saying, uh, you know, hey, this is something we have in common. I, I'm a wrestling fan. You like wrestling. I think it's kind of cool, too. You should see some stuff back from when I was a kid. So I had Hulk Hogan and that and that, you know, you've got Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins and, you know, got Chris Jericho and all, these, you know, Kenny Omega. Uh, you know, it, it's a great way to connect and then get them into collecting. And there'd be a kind of a nice entry point if there's something there that, yeah, as a collector, I can still go on bikes. I'm a collector of wrestling cards. It's still cheap. I like that cheap flagship, you know, whatever is per year if they mm-hmm. had it. But I can also get my kid into it as well, too, because it's cheap enough to get well, in there. And the connection you talk about now, we've got YouTube, we've got WWE yeah. Network, we've got all these other promotions, indie promotions and stuff that have these pay-per-view things that you can connect with. And so. clearly kids are watching it because when I 
you know, for me doing some like uh, some homework before I decided the idea of opening up a store here in Phoenix mm -hmm. uh, was to go to a couple of live events to see, are these selling out? Are people fans in this area? I mean, I know it's, you know, not every market is the same, obviously. So I go in there and the place I went to a SmackDown and a Raw and they were both sold out. And there were a lot of kids there, a lot of kids. So I know it's kids are following the product. So it's not a matter of like there's, I, I know there's a lot of different things. Like there's a whole, like you said, mm -hmm. there's YouTube and this and that. And that and there's a lot of different things to take their attention in places, but they're clearly they're watching wrestling because they're there, whether they're there for themselves because they're fans or they're there because their parents dragged them and it's a connect for the two of them. I don't know, but they're still there. So it works both ways. Yeah. One other thing I like that Upper Deck did that's kind of, I don't know that they were trying to do this, uh, but I love that they're having the exclusive yellow parallel cards in with the action figures. Yep. Does that mean that both the, the parent and the kid both get something together? Because the, the parent can take the cards or vice versa. Maybe the parent yeah. is a figure collector and the kid wants the cards. Maybe that's a good entryway to get the kid into cards and understand I've, it got very the, well could be. I've got the figure, I mean, I've got the card, and I see them both on my TV. Like, I Yeah, don't I mean, that's a great, great observation there. I think that could actually be a, the case because I'm telling you, Upper Deck and AEW are firing on all cylinders, man, because everything they're doing for the trading card aspect of it and AEW in itself too, for all their merchandise too, they, they get it. They're put, they're, they're, they're promoting all their craps like that. But when it comes to like the trading cards, I mean, up until and I see impacts doing it now too. I see yeah. Armand from wrestling trading cards. You know, he put up there that uh, there was an advertisement for an upcoming new series of 2022 cards. Mm -hmm. who, who does that? You know, who did that? They're inspired by AEW. They did right. it. Upper Deck did it, did it with AEW and they get, they get behind their products like that. I think that's, that's crucial. It's important. I think that maybe that's where we're seeing the spike. Maybe, maybe cause maybe there's some kids out there that are getting into Marketing. AEW cards. Marketing is key, man. Marketing is key. Tops never did it. I don't know if it's because of budget. I don't know if it's because of their uh, their their relationship with WWE and they're the ones to put the stomp on it. I would tend to believe that maybe WWE does that kind of stuff because they're so controlling. But um, I don't know. AEW gets it. Upper Deck gets it. They're putting it out there. Maybe we maybe that you're talking about 2022. We are seeing the year where things start to change, where not only is our hobby expand because we're like, Oh, the prison boys are coming in and this and that. maybe it's because the expanding because kids are getting into it now. Maybe. maybe. Could be. I, I think, and, and that actually leads into the next thing I want to talk about is price point because remember it's for the kids. We've got to keep yeah. it cheap. It can't, you can't run this as a business. Um, well, you just mentioned that, you know, maybe it's not those people. Maybe it is the kids coming in and, like, I, I just want to argue against the people for a couple of different reasons. Number one, uh, it's for the kids. I'm, you know, they're priced out. You can go on my website right now and pick up tons of wrestling cards for 99 cents with 73 cents shipping. I've got promotions that you can do any, any kind of order that's over 10 cards. You get free bubble mailer shipping. So if you order 100 cards, it's free shipping. So there's affordable options out there. I'm not, saying that you need to go to my store. I mean, if you want to buy something, you can, but go out there to eBay, ComC. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting some other places. There are wrestling cards out there that you can buy. Maybe it's cheap beat up stuff. Maybe it's something that you do have a connection to 
for kids, whether you're just giving it away to kids, whether it is for your kid and you're going to try to bond between them and the cards and what you think is important and explain to them that process. So I think the whole price point argument is a bunch of crap because I, you know, and it's a teaching moment too. Like as far as like economics, I learned a lot when I was a kid from cards, buying cards for myself. Um, I worked for cards, you know, I might do chores for one card, but the more charge chores I got, the more cards I got. And then I learned how to change those cards into cards I wanted. And that is what I'm doing today with cards that I buy in collections, putting on eBay to then buy the cards I want or pay for whatever needs to be paid for. A lot of teaching opportunities within cards that I hope people kind of We'll start teaching others. Uh, that, that's what I try to do is just, and I'm trying to teach adults even like yeah. the, ec- the economics of like how you can work in trading cards and the connections that I have. Which was with exactly them, so. what that father was telling me in that message that he was trying to connect, you know, introduce his son uh, and teach him things about like that economics, uh, uh, you know, uh, how, how the, the way he worded it, I had to go back and read it. It's like that. the way he wrote it was like very like, it was a very good father son type of thing for him to get to, to, for them to connect and have something kind of fun to collect as well. It's like that, but yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I mean, there's, there's definitely obviously avenues to do that. If you want to go and out and do the homework, obviously it's always about doing the homework, um, going out there and finding you want to buy individual cards. The flip side of that is I don't want to buy your individual cards. I want to buy a box and open up a box of product to go and, and enjoy with my kid. Like I used to do like I can afford to do. So there is that I, argument there. Yeah, you can't, I can't deny that. And yeah. that's just. But if that, I want to go in and buy like, you know, hey, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, you know, uh, a Roman Reigns fan like that, or I, I'm a, I'm a, a Sami Zayn fan. like, you know, I can go to, you know, uh, Zen Morning's uh, eBay page and probably find some things and, and start a little small collection of that kind of stuff with my kid. You know, it's, it's affordable. That's, I, you know, recently I, I do this a lot. I love buying collections. Everybody knows that, but. Like I went to the LCS and picked up the, the same one that started me with that $15 box that, that got me to where I am today. I picked up another box of just like random baseball. And I think it was like $25 for a four row box. So, you know, 3,200 plus cards. And it was just fun going through it. And I've talked to some other people who buy and sell a lot, like almost like dealers. And they, we're all kind of on the same page that even though you're buying this stuff to sell, going through, you know, spending the amount that you'd spend on a blaster box to buy just like a random amount of junk, so to speak. Mm-hmm. A lot of that, you're getting that same like dopamine effect as you are opening cards. Like yeah. it's fun to go through and you don't know what you're going to get and you get a lot more for your money. So I would, that that's why I like to kind of tell people to just go buy random lots or, you know, pick out who, who's your favorite kids wrestler, go pick out some singles for them, put them together in a, in a team bag. And then hand them the team bag because that's going to have the same concept of like opening a pack sure. to a, to a, you know extent. Just, sure. but I've always been one to kind of find like no excuses. Like if there's if there's a way to do something and it's out there, you know, try to find a way to do it. So uh, I yeah. understand the pack and boxing though because I yeah. mean that's how we grew up. Yep. So you want, your, you want your kids to kind of have that experience a little bit too. I would think the kids sure. should have an experience of tearing, ripping open something and the mystery of what could be inside of it. You know. So kind of closing out uh, some ideas that maybe what, what could the products do to help the kids get more involved? And one thing I want to mention is you said that the kids want what the adults have. So the thing that I look at with that is 
what do adults have? They've got the Zion Pelican cases or whatever that have all the slabs. They've got showcases that have all the slabs. They're setting up at shows. They're doing these things. So I'm starting to, you know, we talked about when we started the show, seeing these kids walking around with, you know, bigger like dollar amount collections than I will probably ever have. And you have to wonder how did that happen? Is that the parents' money? Is that their money that they were they flipped into and also combined like lawn mowing money and, and with that? But like some of these kids out there are showing the effort to get to that point that these adults are doing and in some cases surpassing them. Mm-hmm. So how like I, th- I think this is a whole economic teaching thing again. Like there's a lot that goes into grading cards and trading and negotiating. Do you think that's like, I don't know. I'm, I'm wondering if that's maybe just a specific segment and maybe that doesn't really apply to wrestling cards or it, do you think that applies, but it's, it's, it's also just, it's one section. It's one sector of everything in life that there's going to be those kind of people who are that dedicated, that resolved to go out and do the homework to, uh, level up as it were it's like that mm-hmm. there's, there's certain kids who are built that way certain people are built that way others are not some just want to open up and in our hobby just want to rip open stuff and just have yeah. fun with it and that's it you know and that's, that's adults too we've seen that yeah and adults too i mean uh you know I, i'm one of those kids i'm one of those kids that you know used to i did put cards in my bike spokes <laughs> at the same at the same time that i also didn't because i just like I didn't care about that particular car because that's not somebody I cared about. Gotcha. You know, you know, I would save my Tom Seaver, my Johnny Bench and my Joe Morgans and my Pete Rose and my, you know, I I'd save those ones. I'd save those cards, but I'd put in like, you know, John Smith, you know, who nobody knew. So I don't even think Mr. Mrs. Smith even knew who that kid was. Um, uh, I put that in my bike spokes like that. I, I would have fun with that. But, you know, I went through all different kinds of things. I also was a stupid kid. I'm going to admit this right now. I oh, was boy. Stupid, Here we go. I was that stupid kid that I thought if it looked old, it'd be more valuable. Let me take my Hank Aaron, you know, RBI leader. Uh-uh. I rank it all up, make it all nice and wrinkled and flatten it all back out. That's old. Look at that. It's old. You know, not knowing that, oh, condition right. means something. I didn't, I didn't know any better. I'm like, right. you know, seven years old, you know. I didn't know any better. I'm also the same guy talking about Tom Seaver. Seaver, I'm the guy who took my Johnny Bench and Tom Seaver rookie cards and I traded them for the brand new, never before, ever done before, a Sony Walkman. Because <laughs> nobody <laughs> had one. Yeah, I bet there's a lot of stories like that yeah. out there. It broke two weeks later, but I got two <laughs> weeks of being like the cool kid in the street, man, walking around with my headphones, listening to my music, man. I'm on the crew. <laughs> Iron Maiden. I got Iron Maiden in here, man. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, it is, we do stupid things, but uh, trading cards could be a great way. And I don't even care. Like, I would love for you to be in wrestling. Obviously, it's our passion is wrestling cards. But any trading cards of any kind, whether it be sports, non-sport, you know, want to be tennis, you want to be, I don't care. Pokemon, what. that's, we talked, Pokemon, you know, we had Drake yeah. on talking yeah. about how his, son was into pokemon that got him into pokemon perfect examples like that you have a connection with a family member whether it be a a, you know a father son father daughter mother daughter mother son i don't care what it is uh you know you connect you guys are engaging it's a great opportunity that you can go and we've talked about the economics of it negotiating and this and that even care how to take care of things yeah 
you know, uh, can be play into that too. Is like, you know, how to store your collections like that. We all do it differently. Um, but it's got to start with manufacturers and companies and cards out there putting stuff out there that is affordable for kids to have to rip open together with, or you have to go the other route of like saying, well, I'm going to go out there and, and, and shop for this and morning eBay stores and, and pick out my 99 cent cards and get my son, daughter, or whatever's like that in, into collecting. I mean, there's all kinds of ways to do it, figure out what's right for you, but I wish manufacturers would still make it available. Something that's not appealing to the, to the flippers, but just appealing to like kids who would want to collect and look something cool, you know? Yeah. And something else it's our job you know that's and we do this content to obviously help out people but we you know, every most kids have a smartphone now uh, which is mm -hmm. strange like I, you know if somebody told me i'm gonna have a smartphone when i was 10 years old i'd be like what you is will that never have a calculator yeah you can't carry everywhere you want <laughs> exactly <laughs> so you know what happens if one of them is looking up something for wwe or nxt or aew and all of a sudden they stumble onto one of our channels or someone mm -hmm. else's channels or a box break, you know, that's, I, I think it's partially our job to when we're doing content, like we have to keep in mind that there's a lot younger people that are able to watch these things now sure. and understand it better than what we would have as kids where we just kind of went to the store, buy a box. And like, if we have a family member to help, that's cool. But if not, like, what are we like, we just kind of have to learn on our own. Mm -hmm. So I think it's kind of the responsibility if we're going to grow the hobby, not only with adults and getting sports cards, people and lapsed wrestling fans or people just buying figures. I think it's our job to also educate kids as well as the adults. So, yeah, I mean, I would love nothing. Well, how cool would it be to go on and find out on YouTube one day? It's like this channel he found like, run by like a 10 year old, 11 year old kid talking about the wrestling card collection. <laughs> how cool would that, that would be? be great? Yeah. Yeah, this all started. I was watching this this uh, YouTube channel called WrestlingTradingCards.com, and yeah. the next thing you know, you're you're the guest on their show. That'd be fantastic. I'm a guest on their show. Like, I mean, it could be the next. Like, that's why that's why I love and respect what guys like Brody the Kid. Brody, doing. yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, uh, whether it's in conjunction with his dad, it's like that. Whatever it's going to be. I mean, he's been. We've we've watched him grow up. You know, for those who've been watching him for a while, you've seen him kind of grow up. Uh, yeah, sooner or later, when he turns 18, like you can't be, you gotta be Brody the man now because you ain't no kid no more. <laughs> um, it's just, uh, uh, but he's, you know, he's out there to get kids into the hobby of collecting cards like that. I don't think he's specific about any type, type of card, just in the hobby of trading cards, period. But how cool would it be to see a kid who's like, no, I, I specialize, I, I really love wrestling cards, I'm really into wrestling cards. And does a does a YouTube channel that's like that, or some kind of content, or yeah. on Twitter from more like you know, his own like doing Twitter videos like that, or Instagram, or you know, Facebook group. I don't care. I mean, somebody out there like who's into it. How cool would that be? It would be awesome. You know, hopefully we'll see it soon. Uh, we've seen it with sports cards. Maybe if wrestling cards take off, that's the next thing. And you know, like I don't know where it starts because like a lot of the kids like that are making content, you see some, you know, I said earlier, you've got some walking around at these shows that you see on YouTube with cases that are worth more than a person's house, but there's a lot of them that also have slabs or player collections or team collections or just stuff. They like that. It, they're so motivated to be in the hobby and collect and trade and sure they could, they learned that they can make some money, but that's also not what it's all about to them. And you can tell by some of the content 
So like, it's just kind of getting people to that level, especially within wrestling cards and having that connection. So we'll see what happens. All right. Anything else that maybe we did not touch on before we get out of here? No, I think we got a good, uh, good grasp on, um, on the hobby here with uh, kids like that. And um, I know who's, who's to say, I mean, what, what's going to happen? Panini certainly isn't going to have, they have no really super cheap products, right? Was it Chronicles? Chronicles is pretty cheap and I like it because it gives such a different variety of styles of cards that maybe, maybe, that's, maybe that's it. Yeah. That may be a really good uh, contender. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what upper deck has anything intended in the future. I know they have one more release for this year. And then uh, I did the interview with Billy when we had it on and uh, he talked about, I know that they've got yeah. three designs already put in place for 2023. So, I mean, I don't know if any of those include a lower tier type of thing and who knows, but you know, um, maybe Panini will do it with the WWE stuff with that Chronicle stuff. I'm not, I'm not overly familiar with it, but it could happen. Well, and marketing, you know, we, marketing. we just keep going back to that. What what happens if WWE finally part of the deal with Panini is the marketing aspect? And it'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, it would be that 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 would blow the roof off of it. I think. I think it would. Can you imagine watching Monday Night Raw or, or SmackDowns like that, and you see a little lower left hand corner, you just see a little advertisement for trading cards like that. Yep. having a commentator on there actually michael cole talking opening about, packs like, in between matches yeah. or something yeah like oh it's got our new chronicles it's like that kid you gotta get the, i mean that'd be, i mean that would be amazing i yeah. mean uh, five seconds ten seconds of like uh you know talk time on tv will go a long way to uh getting a lot of new fresh eyeballs on the product especially kids 100 percent agree and with that let everybody know where they can find you and anything you got going on well, kids, you can find us at WrestlingTradingCards.com. Uh, that's where everything you'd ever want to know about all the wrestling cards out there. Uh, checklist, information, images, all coming. Uh, that's, that's the place to go, man. Everything you want to contact us is on WrestlingTradingCards.com. All of the social media links uh, are at the bottom of every single page. And what about you? Wrestling with Cards on YouTube. Wrestling with Cards, the podcast. Since we're kind of marketing to kids here, Hey guys, if you have a smartphone, both of those are available for free. You don't have to pay anything. <laughs> Just search them. You'll you find them. You don't need your parents' permission. <laughs> you do not, which is about opposite of everything we heard when That's we were right. seeing advertisements as kids. But um, yeah, check out the podcast, the YouTube channel, Patreon page, uh, the eBay store I mentioned. I do have links. Uh, links to everything we've talked about will be in the show notes of this podcast. Uh, more important than that, though, if you thought we brought you some value today, whatever that value may be, please subscribe and tell somebody about the show. Uh, tell somebody that's got kids about the show, uh, lapsed wrestling fans, the, the kind of people that we're always trying to reach out to. Let them know these shows exist. Wrestling card content is out there. And subscribe. Leave us a review if you're digging it. And until next week, thanks for listening. We'll see you.